I like bands. To discipline them. <laughs> Teach them different things. How to cook, how to clean. <laughs> how to get along with one another. Be sure you're home at the right time. <laughs> before, before 10 o'clock, was it? <laughs> Wonderful, her kids came first. That's the truth. She worked very hard. She was a good cook. When I got engaged, <laughs> she said to me, I think you're kind enough get married. And I was 21 years old. <laughs> I asked her how old she was. She said 18. She knew what, what marriage was when you're young. Love them. Help them get ahead. Do the best you can. That's all, that's all you can ask of anybody. Do the best you can. I don't attempt to give anybody any advice. Basically, people sort of do their own thing. In my book, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Well, good morning to you all, and happy Mother's Day. I'm thankful that you were able to see my beautiful 97-year-old young, year old young, <laughs> grandmother Leona, and some of the other ladies that live in her home share some sentiments. I know what you're all thinking. How did Westridge manage to find a set of identical twins to speak on Mother's Day? <clears throat> I'm going to put this rumor to rest right now. Danielle and I are not twins. Uh, actually, uh, we won Danielle at a carnival in 1983. <laughs> I think she turned out pretty good. <laughs> and I ever mentioned that to you? No, you did not. All right. Well, as you can tell, you're in for a ride this morning. Um, I am honored and thrilled to share the stage with my mom, Lynn. And on this Mother's Day, I want to acknowledge what I believe Mother's Day is to be about. We all have moms or people in our lives that hold that mothering space for us. And moms, they're one of the biggest influencers in our lives. And for all the big and the small ways that they impact us, we sometimes can forget the simple things like thanking them and encouraging them for what they have meant to you. And for some of you, Mother's Day can be painful. Maybe you didn't have an encouraging mom. Maybe you always wanted to be a mom, and that hasn't happened. Or maybe your mom, you recently lost her. It can be hard to celebrate today. Everybody has a story. It's what we do with that story and how we choose to move forward. 
23 years ago, our family took an afternoon hike at Heesacker Park in Kakana, Wisconsin. I believe it is the hiking capital of the um, world. I think so. Um, and we had been there plenty of times as kids. We loved running down the mulch pass in the forest. And at the end of the path was, for me and my brother, our most favorite part. There was this weird, skinny island that went out into the river. And it wasn't a secret, and you were probably not supposed to go over there, but our family did anyways. Um, It was awesome because all you had to do was hold on to this chain link fence and you shuffle your feet across this four inch path. Thank you for that, that demonstration. Visual. Okay. Um, I, we did go there a couple weeks ago, so it looks like that. And um, without falling, of course, into the waterway below, of course, they've now updated, put it in a bridge, which would have been helpful. <laughs> well, once we made it over the water, you had to go single file down this path that was made with these large flat rocks that were jutting out at all angles. <clears throat> That day, after some time exploring, we started to head back. I was in the front of the line, and I slipped on this gravelly area, and my full weight went down on my leg. And I could tell that I must have broke something because I could hear that cracking sound and that wave of heat that followed. I couldn't help but think, how is an ambulance going to get over here with a stretcher? Or maybe I'd have to be airlifted out. (laughs) We knew she wasn't hurt, but unfortunately, we still needed to make our way back across that four-inch ledge. And we figured this is exactly why you do not go over there in the first place. Um, My dad sprinted ahead. He got the car. He drove it through the park on the grass um, (laughs) to bring it up as close as possible. With help, I was able to get up and hop on one leg down the narrow path to that chain-link fence area. And with everything in me, I had to make my way across the raging river. Hmm. I don't, I think it was more like a raging creek, Mom. Okay. Well, let's just say (laughs) that if you broke your ankle, it'd be a raging river. Okay. All right. Hmm. My brother and I helped as much as we could, but it was really up to my mom to work herself across, and with our encouragement and probably some coursing adrenaline, she did it. And um, a few swear words, perhaps. (laughs) We made it to the hospital, and I received my first set of crutches, which nobody showed me how to use, and they were way too long for me. So when we finally got home from our adventure, in order to get into the house, I had to go up two steps. And there was no way I could figure out how to get up those two steps with those crutches. So I finally decided to crawl into the front door. (laughs) We were all laughing so hard, and to make matters worse, I wet my pants. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the first time, folks. Not. Or the last. Um, Here's some beautiful pictures. And as Dad said, you threw the, the worst ones out, so... I spent two hours of my life looking for these ugly pictures. What kind of family takes pictures like this and then saves them for such a time as this? Happy Mother's Day to me. Okay. Oh, we were so ahead of Instagram. All right. Um, 
we all want and desire encouragement in our relationships. And at some point in our lives, we are all just holding on to that chain link fence, aren't we? We're just trying to get across. And hopefully we have people supporting us and guiding us in the process. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says we need to encourage one another and build each other up. And as we go through this I Can Relate series, our goal is to help all of us understand how we build up and sometimes destroy the relationships in our lives. And ultimately, we want to explore what the Bible says about creating true and lasting relationships within the context of encouragement. The prefix en in the English language um, means to cause or to be. And when we are encouraged, it promotes strength, confidence, and consoles. It teaches others and allows us to become more courageous. We have this amazing capability and responsibility to speak life-giving words into others' hearts and souls. And it really is a two-way street. The early Christian church needed just that. The encouragement in their faith allowed them to have that because of the book of Hebrews. After Jesus died and rose again and went into heaven, people started gathering in these church communities. And for most of these people's lives, they looked up to Moses. He was this huge biblical hero. And for uh, he parted the Red Sea, he saved all of the Hebrew slaves. And however remarkable... Jesus accomplished something so much more than Moses ever could. This church had embraced Christ, but it struggled because they were facing persecution. Some loved ones were suffering. Friends had walked away from their faith, and doubt had crept in. People needed support. There was no guidebook. There was not a church conference that they could attend. So the author of Hebrews challenged them, guided them, and gave them hope to know that they were seen and they were heard in their new faith. And together, they were able to support one another. In Hebrews 3.13, it says, Encourage each other every day for as long as we still have today. So none of you let the deceitfulness of sin harden your heart. We don't know how many days we have on this earth with each other. I'm sure each and every one of you can remember something a coach said to you on a playing field, a teacher's excitement over your success, a friend's support when it seemed like there was no way out, or a parent or family member that always saw and cheered on your passions. We all love the positive encouragement in our life, but unfortunately, we remember the negative words that, are hardened, that have hardened our hearts and relationships. In Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let no unwholesome talk come from our mouths, but only what is helpful for building those up in need. Encouragement, big and small, can alter people's lives in ways you can't even imagine. When I was 15, I remember watching the movie Patch Adams with Robin Williams with my mom. And if you haven't seen it, it's just a touching display of how humor and emotional connection can be a powerful force in medicine. After the movie, I looked over at my mom and I said, Mom, I'm going to be a doctor one day. Okay. And she said back to me, no, you're not. (laughs) 
I was quite shocked, uh, and I'm quite sure she said that in a more eloquent way. Uh, but for years, I let that idea roll around in my mind, thinking, well, why can't I be? Was I not smart enough? Are you saying, yeah, <laughs> what? I'm just agreeing. Okay. Now, as a parent myself, I realized that she saw my gifts, and she knew that while I could go to years of schooling, medicine was probably not my calling. I hardly remember that, but as a parent, a better response would have been, you can. However, I guess I was just thinking of the math and science skills needed to pull you through medical school, so I just said, no, you're not. Now, if that little comment was something Danielle remembered, imagine how all the hurtful and unencouraging comments could seep into your soul. Are you harboring lies that are untrue and have held you back, altering your spirit for the worst? Are you choosing to live with the mindset of what Ephesians 4.29 says about building people up? Realize that words have the ability to radically alter the course of one's life. In the Bible, there is a story of a Jewish woman named Esther who is in the care of her uncle Mordecai. And through a sort of bachelor show turn of events, uh, Esther winds up as the queen of Persia. And at the same time, her Jewish people are on the brink of genocide. Because of her new status, Esther now has an opportunity to save her people. But of course, she's hesitant. She's scared. She's unsure of what she can really bring to the table. However, with her uncle Mordecai, I see him as like the Chris Harrison of this scenario. He sees something in her, and he encourages her to use her influence with the king to help save thousands of Jewish people. Now, if you've read that whole story cover to cover, you will realize that God, he's never mentioned in that whole story. It just showcases how God uses ordinary people like her uncle Mordecai, like us, to encourage and build up others so God's plan can flourish. Every Mother's Day, we have an opportunity to have child dedication, and it's a time where parents can commit publicly and say that they want to raise their kids to have an understanding of what a relationship with Jesus means. It's another way of how God uses parents to encourage and build into their child's foundation of faith. Parenting, it is no joke. It is a lifelong commitment, and there is no guidebook because every child is amazingly unique. But I will tell you how important it is for them to see you model what encouragement and loving unconditionally means. My husband, Rick, came from a very dysfunctional home. He always felt that no one loved him or cared for him, and he felt out of place in his own family. While he was a boy, he prayed he never would grow up because he didn't want to be like his parents. He said he remembers staring out the bedroom window looking at the moon. And the only thing he could think to do was to ask Jesus to lay down beside him. He even remembers moving over to make room, and he felt Jesus' presence. He cried himself to sleep that night like many nights before, 
and all he ever wanted was to be safe and loved. So when Rick and I were married, we knew it was an act of responsibility to leave a legacy for our own kids, even our grandchildren, and those who looked up to us for leadership. The greatest legacy one can pass on is not money or material things, but rather a legacy of character and what a relationship with Jesus looks like. It's what you parents are choosing today in child dedication. This is the greatest gift that you can give them. I will bet that when my husband was a boy, he would have never imagined our legacy to look like this, his wife and daughter speaking to you today on encouragement. God is so good. Jesus had his arms wrapped around that young boy the whole time. I told you you were going to cry. (laughs) And as for us as a community, we need to stand alongside each other. There are so many people that pour into our lives over time. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love, to righteous deeds, not forgetting to gather as a community, but encouraging each other. I recently heard it is easier for us to notice each other's weaknesses and just assume their strengths. But isn't it so much better when we assume the weakness and we really notice one another's strengths? I think we all want that kind of environment in our relationships because it's in that tension where relationships wither, efforts dwindle, and then you're wondering, why why am I left alone? Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, what do I really have to offer others? Can my words really make an impact? And the great news is, yes. God is choosing to use broken, real people like you and me. Maybe not always you, Mom. All right. (laughs) And he chooses to use us to rescue broken people like you and me. And as a result, God, he is glorified and magnified through our relationships. Jesus said before he left this earth in John 14, I will send you a helper which is the Holy Spirit who speaks truth and empowers us. And when we choose to have a relationship with God, we now get to have the Holy Spirit guiding us to speak encouragement into one another's lives. Jesus wants us to live like him, but for us, that's impossible. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit to help us. With the Holy Spirit's help, we can have that encouragement on a whole new level. It's never too late to be encouraging to others. I'm not sure how much horticultural knowledge you all have, but I recently learned that aspen trees, like the ones you see in Colorado, are technically the heaviest organisms on earth. They look very separated above the ground, but below the earth's surface, all of them share the same root system. All of them are interconnected. And so those trees are just like us. We are all a part of some kind of community, separate individuals, but underneath, 
We are linked together in relationships under the surface with words that are treasured and beautiful. This support with one another allows us to develop those in our workplace, in our community groups, mentor new generations, build bridges, and truly love and encourage just as Christ Jesus did for us. This is not always easy as we live our lives. We get tired, we get overworked, and we can easily get self-centered and focus inward. But God and the help of the Holy Spirit calls us to inspire, to hold up others, and to pursue a greater love beyond our own. Some of the ways you can encourage others are by encouraging complete strangers. I know we are very timid personalities, yes. Um, But I love encouraging complete strangers. I think it's just a great opportunity just to... Just be kind to other people. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were at the Park District, and Reed was in a ninja class, and uh, there was a young boy that just was not having it, and he just, his mom had to take him out in the hallway, and I, I thought they left. So as we left later that evening, uh, we were in the parking lot. We we're about to go, but I saw that mom out of the corner of my eye. I turned that car around, and I went over to her, and I said, I just want to let you know that you are doing such an amazing job at being a mom tonight. And she's kind of like, what? And I just think it's just so easy just to encourage and to love other people. I may not see that woman ever again, but I, I feel like in that moment, she know that she was seen and she was known in that moment. We can also encourage people that are in our life right now. I can remember one night our granddaughter Edie slept over. And as she's laying in my arms, she says, Jima, can you tell me about some things my mom won't? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what? So we started talking about a bunch of things. And then she says to me, she goes, Jima, don't you wish you had a whole lot of money? And I told her, oh, baby, I said, that's not as simple as it sounds. But Jima has all that she wants, holding you in my arms. And I remember that precious smile she had on her face as she fell asleep, knowing that she was loved and truly encouraged. So much so that she made this poster for me. I will always have time for Jima and Jeepa, I promise. (laughs) I keep it on my fridge to remember and for her to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Number three would be someone from your past. A simple phone call, a text, a note, an email can take literally 60 seconds. But in that 60 seconds, that could be treasured for years to come. It's a process of continually cultivating that mindset of encouragement in our relationships. The words that we speak to others can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. People may forget the words that you said to them, but they will never forget the way you made them feel at that moment in time. Jesus was the best at leading a life of encouragement. And I guess by being God, you were the best at everything. Uh, But he wasn't showy about it. He was human. He had just a small, kind word for others. He developed 
the disciples and people that he met because he saw something in them and he sees something in you today. He desperately wants us to be able to experience meaningful, encouraging relationships with others. Throughout the Bible and even historically in the church, there comes a time for a benediction. It's a formal way to conclude the service, and they use either a biblical passage or words of encouragement. I've always liked that time. And so as we close today, we want to speak to what God he knows about you. Maybe you've not had that kind of encouragement in your life, and I am so sorry for that. But know that Jesus chose to give his life for you even when he was fully aware of every decision, every doubt, every bad choice you are going to make someday. And that you are loved beyond comparison. And he saw you as one of the best relationships out there. So, if we could all stand. Let's pray. God, help us to be reminded that you only want to build us up and encourage us as we walk through life. Even though at times we may feel like we are teetering on the edge and holding on to that chain link fence, just trying to get to the other side. You want to strengthen and console our fears and hurts. Help us guard our hearts and our lips as we talk to others in our life. Let us choose to build each other up and not push each other down. Thank you that you sent your son Jesus into the world to rescue us and to use broken people like us to alter others' lives and ultimately direct them back to you. Thank you, God. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.